When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, player, profiler, faithful? It's Maddie Kiwoom. Welcome to the latest episode of The Game Plan. First and foremost, I hope all of you checking this out here now or later had a wonderful Thanksgiving with you and your family and your friends. Had a bit with fun and food and delightfulness. I love Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorites of the year. Getting around with family, hanging out, it's just the best. Uh, I love it. So I hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving this past Thursday. Uh, today's episode, well, we're talking about the playoffs. Playoffs are just a few weeks away. So we're going to dive into uh, a number of players that you can add, whether it be through trades or if you can add in free agency, just in case if your deadline has passed. The FFPC deadline is primarily uh, tomorrow, Sunday, the 26th of November. ESPN's deadline is typically around, uh, I think it's November 29th next week. Uh, could also be a few weeks after, depending on your league as well. You can kind of set those things up. Some of you, some of my leagues don't even have a trade deadline. So trades are all ready to rock and roll. But we're going to talk about playoffs. Have you prepped up, ready to rock before your league mates to give you that edge to win? And, of course, we're also going to dive into the bargain bin to get you those Week 12 sleepers, those guys that are available on your waiver wires right now that can help you get those wins to get you into the playoffs so this information about the playoffs pays off. So, ladies and gentlemen, get out your pens and your pads, and let's start game planning to get those Week 12 dubs. Rocking it solo today, planners. No guest. Didn't want to bother everybody with the uh, the Thanksgiving break, uh, the Thanksgiving holiday. A lot of people are traveling. A lot of people are you know spending time with family. And, of course, there's also the game on right now, the Michigan State OSU. Leave it on in the chat. Who do you want, OSU or Michigan? Wolverines or Buckeyes? Leave in the chat who you want to win. I'll be tuning into that game right at the end of the, the, the game plan here. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, like I said, we are diving uh, into the playoffs. It's going to be a big, big episode here. If you fancy your team a playoff contender, um, you're going to want to get some of these guys on your roster, whether it be via trade or I have some ads in there as well, some people that are pretty widely available across most platforms that can help you get wins to get you in the playoffs, get you that one seed, whatever you're aspiring to, whatever your team's built to do, I'm here to help you get to that goal. Uh, so let's get right on into it. So uh, these first five players um, are all guys that are going to be have to be traded for. They're rostered pretty much all over, so you're not going to have a whole lot of luck on your waiver wire, but you'll have the chance to trade for them if your deadline has not passed. Uh, basically, a little behind the scenes, I created this thing called the Battle Score. It's over at patreon.com forward slash the executives, which breaks down the playoff schedule, uh, and that is how I pretty much derive these players. So when you hear that, 
battle score. Just know it's something that was put together. It was a it was a model put together that evaluates the the easiness or the toughness of the playoff schedule for fantasy football. So weeks 15, 16, and 17. So the first player that I'm going to talk about today that should be added for your playoff run is Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton has uh, the third best battle score amongst wide receivers. Um, his matchups while in the fantasy playoffs will look like this. At Detroit, indoors, we love that. Home against the New England Patriots, which is a top 10 matchup for opposing wide receivers. And then they finish it off in the fantasy championship at home against the LA Chargers, who are right now the second easiest playoff matchup according to fantasy points per game. And Cortland Sutton's quietly having one of his best seasons since 2019. He's currently uh, got, I think it is, let me look it up. Here we go. We have, oh, click the wrong button here. Sometimes just the Thanksgiving turkey still gets your boy a little laggy. Here we go. We got the information I need. He's at 62 targets. He's caught, in, he's caught 45 of them for almost 500 yards, just shy 499. Eight touchdowns. He's really killing it in the end zone. He's a go-to guy in the end zone for Russell Wilson. Uh, and he's got 13.7 fantasy points per game. That's 21st. But overall, you're looking at wide receiver 19. And I think he could be had because a lot of people who people who rostered Cortland Sun may be thinking to themselves, let me sell high. I don't, I just don't have faith for him. He's my wide receiver five and wide receiver four. I don't think this is going to last over the course of the years to come in Dynasty or even redraft. They may have better options. That's why you pounce now before the uh, poor people see the game plan and check out who uh, – could be available. But if you look at the underlying metrics, um, they do suggest that he is a, a tad touchdown dependent, a tad. Uh, but we're okay with that. And the only reason why we're okay with that is because we're looking for three games. We're not talking about the span of a season. We're not talking about five or six or seven games. We're talking about three games. And in those three games, touchdowns can come or go. But we will plan on hopefully him keeping this, the trends that he's produced so far this year going, right? And he's second in touchdown. So I'm not going to sit and, and pretend like he's not. So I'm going to be upfront with y'all. When the planners tune in, they get all mad at you and get all behind the scenes. I, I, with everything that's going up here, which isn't a lot, but everything that's going up here, uh, you guys get the fullest. So I do know he's touchdown dependent, but I also know he's dominant. He's got a 17. Uh, he's ranked 17 uh, amongst qualified wide receivers in dominator rating. And it's because he's he's getting the ball in the most valuable spots in the field. He's got 14 red zone targets. He's caught 12 of them. That's seventh most in the NFL. And he has a catchable target rate of 83.9% on those 52 on 52 of those targets. So that's seventh best. So when the ball's going to him, it's going to him in the most valuable part of the field, the red zone, and it's he's catching them. So we like what we see out of Cortland Sutton. We love that schedule. Uh, so Cortland Sutton is someone that you can add. What could you trade? Um, if it's a redraft league, you're probably going to have to finagle a your running back four for their wide receiver four type of deal, maybe a two for one if they need a couple of wins here in these next three weeks before the playoffs. Uh, but in Dynasty, you know, I am willing to give up a second-round pick for Cortland Sutton if uh, I fancy this team a contender because this is the crunch time. that You're going to see a new beast when you tune into the game plan. You know, weeks one through nine, maybe ten, Matty Hewitt was thinking about the future, thinking about now. I'm over here just one million to one, 13 million outcomes. I'm Dr. Strange in this shit. But when you get to the nitty gritty, when you get to the championship time, my foot is on the pedal to the metal, going full speed, redline in this thing. We're going full guns because it's not easy to win your fantasy leagues. Some of you have probably been playing in a, in a home league for 10 years and haven't won. It ain't easy to win. So when you could. <laughs> Sniff the championship, and you can almost see the trophy in your hand. 
you got to push the pedal. So I'm okay with a, a round two uh, for Cortland Sutton. We're going to keep on diving in to uh, more playoff battle-tested guys, the players that you want on your roster come the postseason. But before we do, let's hear from our sponsor today, Mojo Fantasy. This episode brought to you by Mojo. Mojo is that player stock market. We love Mojo because we like making lifetime bets on players. You run out the clock on these guys. Mojo just rolled out a brand new fantasy platform. That's right. So now you can build a portfolio of player props. Oh, Jamar Chase over 77.5. Oh, Kadarius Tony under 15.5. Whatever the under is on Kadarius Tony, doesn't matter. You can just stack up the props in your portfolio. And the beauty is, once the Sunday games kick off, it's not over. It's not over until it's over with Mojo because once those games kick off, you can then move in and out of positions. Let's say that you're well ahead of expectations. You can cash out. Let's say you're behind expectations. You're underwater. Well, you can double down. That's what makes Mojo so special, why they're different. Check it out. Go to the App Store. Get the Mojo app and use the promo code UNDERWORLD. The promo code UNDERWORLD. Gets you a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. So the promo code is UNDERWORLD, and they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Go to Mojo, start building your portfolio, and then during the games, you can be a fantasy day trader. Matty Kuhn here. The game plan, getting you ready for the playoffs and getting you ready to dominate in Week 12. So stick around for the bargain made coming up next. But let's continue this train on uh, with some of these playoff push. I see some questions in the chat. Shout out to the Harry Snowman. Shout out to Snoopy. Shout out to the extra, the producer extraordinaire, Jonathan Lang. Thank you to everyone in there. If you got questions, stick around. I will answer those before I get out of here today because I'm not going to be on Starter Stream this week. I'm going to look to get on next week. But got some stuff going on this Sunday, so unfortunately I can't. So I'll get to those questions towards the end of the show. But let's keep it going. The next player that you need to trade for and immediately after I say this name, start sending out offers today. This guy is someone that's worth grinding over on your Saturday as you watch college football because he's got an easy matchup in week 12. So we do not want to risk the market spiking. But the guy I'm saying go after now, the running back that needs to be targeted for your playoff push is Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford on the Cleveland Browns, uh, he posts the third highest battle score on my model. And when you look at the matchups, they uh, do present a pretty favorable one for Ford. He's versus Chicago, which is a top eight matchup at Houston, which is 17th. So middle of the road, but indoors potential shootout. We like that. And then he goes against the New York football Jets in week 17, the playoffs, which is a number nine matchup. And we just saw Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert both put up decent games against that defense. Uh, So when you look at that, I like that. Another reason why I really, really, really like Ford is those same matchups for wide receivers, 17, 20, 32, which could create a funnel to using the running backs even more, especially if DTR remains the quarterback in those late uh, games, the weeks 15, 16, 17. If it's Flacco, you know, things could change, but uh, with either guy, Ford's going to be the RB1. Uh, Hunt's going to be there. He's going to be pesky, no doubt about it, but we don't care about the peskiness because when you break down his game-by-game schedule, this is the fantasy points per contest since week two. So pretty much the entire season. Of course, Chubb was hurt. That's the reason why it comes into week two. 
But that regardless of when he took over, this is what the numbers look like. 24.1, and then back-to-back 11.9 finishes. A lot of double-digit games, really only one dud. RB1, RB2 type of week, each of the starting weeks that he's had. And uh, because of the matchups, I'm going to put the two together. I'm going to marry the two here with uh, where you have a running back, who's producing, getting the high-value touches, and a schedule that just looks like Jerome Ford. So I want Jerome Ford, and he's creating his yards. He's top 12 in yards created. Um, he's been pretty dominant, top 20 in that metric. And the team is just running a ton. Right now, Cleveland runs about 34.1 run plays per game. That's the first most. And with DTR at the helm, that will continue. So for me, for my money, for affordability, I'm going to go with Ford. Built Ford, tough Jerome Ford. Because um, I still believe he could be had. He's probably on the bench on some leagues. Uh, not in here, Snowman's League, because he has been a truth to shout out to Rob for being a truther for Jerome Ford long before it was fashionable around the fantasy verse. But what am I willing to give up? Um, if you could do a rookie running back plus a third, let's say, let's call it Roshan, let's call it uh, Kendra Miller, uh, I would do that. I would also, and this might be crazy, uh, but I would also think about doing this, and this goes for a number of running backs, it's just an open thought. See if you could tear down from Devon A. Chain. I, I listen. If you're in a championship mode, I know next year you might hate it. But if you're in championship mode, take Devon A. Chain, get Jerome Ford plus another piece, get yourself another uh, a move. But this is this is that's kind of do other explore other avenues. If you want a little more in depth with your particular league, hit me up on X at Matty Cube. Hit me up in the Discord, uh, and I'll definitely talk to you about it. But Jerome Ford, get it done now. Get hustling. Do it now. Because by the time you're listening to this, if it's already Sunday and the game hasn't started, you still want to do it because he's got Denver this week. So we don't want that price to get away from us. Uh, the next guy I'm going to talk about is the first quarterback on this list, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray in the playoffs goes against the San Francisco 49ers at home. At Chicago, the 11th best matchup, and at Philadelphia, the fourth best matchup for opposing quarterbacks. Uh, he has the second highest battle score. Uh, where I will pump the brakes a tad is those two outdoor games at the end of the year are in cold weather climates. We saw the Chicago Bears be a playoff murderer for most of their guys when they were at Chicago and it was like a million below. Uh, I think it was Dawson Knox and, and uh, Josh Allen were the two guys that performed. Stefan Diggs, da, 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 uh, it wasn't great for those lineups. But I would proceed a little bit of caution there. But the thing about Kyler, uh, that I like going after, particularly in Dynasty, is he obviously will have value going forward. I think the the the, the Cardinals have um, they've shown us enough that they are ready to make this Kyler's team. I don't think they'll be in the quarterback market. I think they're going to build around Kyler Murray. And in his two games back, I know it's not a big sample size, but he's shown, one, that he looks healthy, and two, he could produce fantasy points. He hasn't finished worse than QB 13 in a given week. I know it's only two weeks. But you'll take a QB 13, QB 6 finish. And then with these matchups in the fantasy playoffs, Kyler Murray is someone I want uh, to go get. If you're looking for another quarterback that's worth trading for, I would advise going after Mr. Brock Purdy. This is Dynasty. This is definitely in Superflex. I mean, um, obviously Superflex, but uh, redraft. I think this could be a really, really smart move in your redraft leagues to take a quarterback that has more value across the league, tier down, to a Brock Purdy and get yourself an upgrade at tight end, get yourself an upgrade running back receiver, wherever it may be. Or in your dynasty formats, if you feel like these one QB leagues more most than super flex, obviously because of the, the QB value factor. 
one QB superflex. I'm all board for taking a, a quarterback, a, maybe mid tier, maybe just above that, maybe uh, an underperforming player who's usually ranked higher than Purdy. Tearing down to Purdy, get yourself an asset, get yourself a future pick, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. But Brock Purdy's poised to win in the playoffs. Brock Purdy right now he posts the uh, sixth highest battle score. For me, uh, in my metric here, and again, you can find that over at patreon.com forward slash the executives if you want to get the entire rundown for all the players in the league. It's all there for you. But San Francisco at uh, Arizona against a matchup I just mentioned versus Baltimore. And I know that sounds scary because right now Baltimore is the second best team at stopping the opposing quarterback, according to fantasy points. So 31st in the model. But at the same time, if it's a shootout against Baltimore, Baltimore has been a high octane offense this year, putting up a lot of points, especially uh, against you know some of these teams here. Whereas on the road makes it a little bit more tough, but I think because uh, the Ravens are on the road, Purdy is at home in San Fran with the shootout sprinkle sprinkle that could get you by and get you into the championship, and you're going to want Purdy in the championship because Brock Purdy gets the best matchup for opposing quarterbacks on a points per game basis, which is the Washington Commanders. And when you look at Brock Purdy, obviously we know about the weapons. People, you know, argue for and against it. The weapons are what they are. It's Christian McCaffrey. It's George Kittle. It's Brandon Ayuk. It's Debo Samuel. It's some of the best in football. But when you look at his underlying metrics, even Brock Purdy's biggest haters have to at least give a little little tip of the cap. Speaking of cap, I just got this. Portland Sea Dogs, Maine Bicentennial. This joint is so fire. But anyway, Brock Purdy's underlying metrics. He's first in EPA, first in QBR, first in true passer rating, first in deep ball completion percentage, first in adjusted air yards per attempt, first in area in yards per attempt. I mean, this kid is he's maximizing his weapons. He's not making them better, but he's getting the most out of himself because they are so good. And we're okay with that. So when you take Purdy, his production, his underlying metrics, and you take the schedule, and if you take the 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 kind of the vibes in most league's markets is that he's not elite <laughs> okay maybe he's not but he's definitely gonna be somebody uh in the playoffs that's gonna they're gonna perform for you so i'm looking to trade for brock purdy and a good time to buy he just had kind of a dud game against the seattle seahawks but i don't think it was really his fault he was maniacal i mean he was certain. Uh, i stole that from cody cody's I, I do too many shows with cody because now i just talk like him but anyway shout out to you cody hope you had a th- great thanksgiving uh but he had a, a very surgical game good game but he just didn't score the touchdowns you know McCaffrey had two rushing and Debo Samuel had a rushing touchdown seems like uh, uh, some some bad luck there so use that bad luck to your good fortune to buy Brock Purdy at a good price the next guy and the last guy for the trade column that I'm going to talk about is David Njoku David Njoku has the best battle score for the playoffs so he is grading out really really well in that model Um, and sneakily He's a top 12 tight end over tight end 11 overall. Uh, so we like uh, what we, he's been producing. When you look at his last, let's call it six games. I know it's an arbitrary cutoff, so let's call it eight games. Let's just call it since week four. I know it's arbitrary. I know people hate arbitrary cutoffs, but I, I like arbitrary cutoffs because it's a sample size and you can make your own decisions based on this sample size. If you think this is arbitrary, so what about the next week? That's fine. That's fine. I picked an arbitrary week. You get the final decision, but I don't care about arbitrary cutoffs. I don't mind them. Tight end 11, tight end 19, tight end 10, tight end 6, tight end 12, tight end 7, tight end 4. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? And last week, this is this is this is the cherry on top. 
for why I like David Njoku. You might be saying, what about DTR? What about DTR? Well, in DTR's start in week 11, 15 targets went to David Njoku. He caught seven of them. So he wasn't even efficient in those receptions. But he got 15 of them. And I know he's not going to get 15 a week. But let's say he gets eight and he catches six. He gets 50 yards. Bada bing, bada boom. That's fantasy points on your tenant position that you'll take. Because if you have a playoff team, theoretically, you have good players throughout. And this tight end upgrade might be that last piece of the puzzle. And you might be saying to yourself, well, that's just one game. Well, that is one game. But if you look back to week four, when DTR played the Baltimore Ravens, he had seven targets, caught six of them for 46 yards, and was tight end 11 on the week. Sounds to me like DTR loves himself some David Njoku. And you should too. So that is somebody I'm looking to trade for if I can and I need a, a tight end upgrade. Maybe you just lost Mark Andrews. First of all, let me send my condolences. Losing Mark Andrews this late in the season sucks. I get it. I get it. It absolutely sucks. So let me, but he could be your solution. He could be your answer there at tight end. So now these next five guys got five more players. These are guys that are pretty universally unrostered. They should be available. So if your deadline's passed, I didn't want to isolate you and give you no bit of advice for your playoff run. I got five names that you can probably add in most of your leagues that can also be used in the playoffs. So the first guy that I'm going to talk about is Ezekiel Elliott. And I'm going to get I'm going to talk a little bit more about him in the bargain bin. Shout out to the bargain bin. But in the playoffs, he has the fifth best battle score. It's actually tied for the third best in New England. In the fantasy playoffs, so week 15, 16, 17, get Kansas City, who's been pretty tough against the run. I will say that. So that presents a tough, a tougher matchup. But at the same time, this is still a matchup. If you're desperate, they've been using him a lot. But we're going to talk about his most current uh, production later on. So stick around for that. But then week 16, the semifinals, they go against the best matchup, the Denver Broncos. Uh, and then they go at Buffalo, which is the 10th most advantageous matchup for opposing running backs according to fantasy points per game. And Zeke, uh, again, this is desperation. This is uh, maybe you just add him to block your league mates from picking him up. However you want to strategize, it's up to you. This is just the information that I need to give the planners to dominate their leagues, to truly get an upper edge uh, on their opponents. And Zeke is coming off his best game before the bye. He had 15 touches, 88 yards. He scored 10.8 fantasy points. He was running back 25, and he did not score a touchdown. So coming out of the bye, theoretically, we can assume that his touches are not going to go down. The Patriots are a dumpster fire, and I am a Pats fan. But the, they are an absolute dumpster fire. And Zeke's been really good. He's looked good. He's ran. He's run hard. He's been a valuable member of this offense. So I am looking to add him, and then we'll 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 cross that bridge when we get to fantasy playoffs. But I think you will like having him on your roster come week fifteen. Uh, the next running back that I'm going to talk about is. Tyler Algier. Now, I'm not putting this in the universe. Fantasy gods, listen up. I'm not putting this in the universe. I do not want an injury to Bijan Robinson. I want Bijan Robinson healthy on all the teams, even the ones that I have to play against. But if for some reason he decides, uh, I'm sick, I can't play that game, all of a sudden Arthur Smith says, you're not going to play. You're sick. The, <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons have the best schedule in the playoffs for running backs and it's not even close. They have Carolina, Indianapolis, Chicago. All of those are bottom eight defense against running backs. So they're top eight in terms of fantasy points surrender per game. We love that. If you can add Tyler Algier now, and for whatever reason, Bijan takes a week off, takes three weeks off, 
in the playoffs. And it's probably on his own will because he's healthy. He just doesn't feel like playing. Whatever. Again, fantasy God's not wishing injury on Bijan. I want him around. I want him healthy for all the leagues. But Algier could be a great contingency plan if he is, uh, if, if Bijan can't go. Uh, the next guy we're talking about that could be added uh, in some of your playoff rosters is Derek Carr, quarterback uh, for the New Orleans Saints. He cleared his concussion. He'll play this week. No Jamison William, uh, Jameis Winston season, not yet anyway. And uh, he has uh, a very good schedule, I'll put it that way, against uh, the playoff teams or uh, against the teams that he plays in our fantasy playoffs. Let's go list the, uh, run through those real quick. Versus New York Giants, that's the fourth best matchup, at LA Rams, 19th, so middle of the league about. And then at Tampa Bay, that is the fifth most, uh, the fifth best matchup for quarterbacks. And another reason why I do like Carr, indoors against New York Giants, indoors against the LA Rams, and in Tampa Bay, Florida, which could be colder, but the odds, he's not going to be playing in a blizzard, right? He's not going to be playing in, in Massachusetts, New York, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. He's not going to play in one of those in the fantasy championship. It's in Florida. You know, so uh, just like all the, you know, all the, what do they call those, the, the bird, the old people that play, that go, that live in the north in the summer, live in the south, whatever, um, whatever. But the, all those, he'll go down south. Derek, I don't know where, sometimes my brain just derails completely and I just start talking and I'm like, what am I even saying? Snowbirds, bam, got it. See, you talk yourself through, you get anything right. Derek Carr. Derek Carr's season's been a little bit worse than I expected. But he has an over 65% passer uh, completion percentage, so he's been fairly accurate. And he's taking deep ball shots. He's taking shots down the field. And, you know, A.T. Perry, I don't know if he's going to be an upgrade to Michael Thomas, but it is going to be an injection of youth, an injection of energy. They're coming out of the bye. Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, uh, Tyson Hill, you know, is playing pretty well for the tight end position. Uh, Juwan Johnson's back and healthy. He's going to have a full repertoire. And I know it's not going to be pretty, but that's what we're, we're talking about here. We're talking about really getting into the nitty-gritty of guys you can add. He might be more of a, two, a super flex league uh, add, but regardless, he's someone that I think could really benefit uh, from rostering in the playoffs. The next guy's if that made you if that made your stomach a churn, if that made you taste the cranberry sauce from Thursday, <laughs> sorry, this might happen again, but Tommy DeVito, if you got stones, if you got some nerves, if you got the audacity to play Tommy DeVito, he does have a pretty good playoff schedule. Uh, he's the fifth highest in my metric. Uh, and then when you look at it per team, um, after he gets by a, a little bit of a tougher matchup against at New Orleans, but again, indoors, um, he, he's been playing pretty well. Then he goes at Philly, which, again, fourth best matchup for quarterbacks. It is what it is. You can look at it and go, that ma- they're going to kill them. They might, but they're, they've been giving up points to quarterbacks. They haven't played only good quarterbacks. They've given up points to quarterbacks, and DeVito's going to be one of those. We 16, and then he's uh, home against the L.A. Rams, which is a middle-of-the-road matchup for quarterbacks. It's not Quarterbacks didn't really pop in this model. looks like quarterbacks have a smattering of either middle-of-the-road, tough and good, or too good and one tough. It's not a clean cut as, as some of the others where uh, Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, Ezekiel, uh, the running back matchup for Algier and the run and the wide receiver matchup for Sutton's pretty razor. Those are pretty razor, but the the quarterback's not. When you look at uh, the last two weeks for Danny DeVito, I mean Tommy DeVito, QB eighteen, QB seven, and he was also QB twenty in week nine, where he was an absolute disaster. Um, so in our superflex leagues, you want him on your roster. I just traded a third for him. 
I didn't care. I, and he's not even a star. I just wanted him on my team in case bad things happen in the playoffs. When the trade, most teams can't trade in the deadline uh, in the playoffs, regardless if there's a deadline or not. So you don't want to be caught completely with nothing. So Danny DeVito, aka Tom DeVito, I keep calling him Danny DeVito because I'm a huge fan of It's Always Sunny Philadelphia. I think it's the funniest show of all time. So I keep referring to him as Danny DeVito, Frank Reynolds, but he's not. He's Tommy DeVito. Get him on your playoff roster, and you may need him in the worst case scenario. But it's better to have him and not need him than not have him and absolutely need him. So uh, Danny DeVito, aka Tommy DeVito. Last guy I'm going to talk about is a tight end that has been. Uh, just a completely downward trajectory all season. Someone that was very hyped, someone that I liked coming into the league, and just boom. Chig Ukonku. I have not really uh, liked what I've seen from Mr. Chigozium Ukonku, but he does have the second best uh, matchup for tight ends, according to the model. Again, if you're just tuning in the show, this is a battle playoff score or playoff battle score that I developed. Um, it is over at patreon.com forward slash the executives. You can get the entire list, all the teams' breakdowns to see who's good, who's bad, all that good stuff. Uh, but when you look at their match for tight ends, this is one that in the first round of the playoffs has the second best matchup against Houston Texans. Then it goes against the Seattle Seahawks, who is a bad matchup, a tough matchup. But then in the fantasy championship, he comes around and has the second best matchup according to tight ends for fantasy points allowed per game, the Houston Texans. So he's got two matchups against the Texans who have been exploitable against the tight ends, especially in the championship where it's a it'll be a who cares game probably for the Titans. It'll be a must win potentially for the Houston Texans. Indoors, shootout ability will be through the roof. Texans now continue to carry some of the highest over-unders week to week with C.J. Stroud's production. So getting yourself some Chigozium Okonkwu for the playoffs might be uh, the disaster button that you want to have because when you look at his underlying profile, it pretty much supports that he hasn't been great. So there's nothing necessarily that tells you, oh, some progression's coming immediately, except for one thing. He has 213 unrealized air yards. That's the third most amongst qualified tight ends. So that doesn't isn't a perfect indicator of uh, of positive regression or progression going forward, but it does leave that on the table. That if some of these air yards get cleaned up, he could have some uh, better better games. And he did have uh, three of his better games when uh, oh why am I trying to play? Will Levis came in. Duh. My brain after having so much turkey over the last couple days is shot. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Medicum turkey over the last couple days. Anyway, uh, but he had some good games with Will Levis. They just haven't really been boom games. They're under 10 points. They're right around tight end 20. But again, for the, because of the easiness of the schedule, throw them on the roster, see what, see what happens. Uh, so these are the guys that you can trade for. Cortland Sutton, Jerome Ford, Kyler Murray, Brock Purdy, and David Njoku, guys you can add. So these are not foolproof plans, but guys you might want to put in that roster in case some bad stitches happen. Ezekiel Elliott, Tyler Algier, Derek Carr, Tommy DeVito, don't call him Der- uh, Danny DeVito, and Chigozium Okonkwu. Uh, let's answer some of these questions in the chat before we dive into the bargain bin here. First of all, shout out to the ex- the producer extraordinaire, Jonathan Lang, Maddie Cuban, Hat Games, Fire. Thank you, sir. I really do uh, appreciate everything you do for the show. Uh, you're, you're the best. Uh, thoughts on, this is, goes to Bitter South City, Biddy's South City 650. Thoughts on starting Keaton Mitchell versus the, uh, the Chargers over Jonathan Taylor. Um, this is process versus matchup. This is this is skills versus matchup. Obviously, the Chargers have a fantastic 
Uh, they've been Swiss cheese for running backs. But I'm looking at my rankings here, uh, and I'm just going to resort to those to pick my winner. Uh, I got Jonathan Taylor higher. Let me just double-check here. Yes. Yes, I got Jonathan Taylor higher by quite a bit. I have Keaton Mitchell outside of my top 30 for running backs. Uh, the matchup's there. I get it. But it's still Gus Edwards scoring a million touchdowns, and there's just no real reason for uh, the 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 Baltimore to go completely away from Gus Edwards, especially with the ability of Lamar Miller could score. So I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor and just hope for the process here uh, and go with that too. Harry Snowman says he's got D Hop over the uh, D Hop versus Carolina or Flowers against the Chargers, leaning Flowers. D Hop has a pretty it's a decent matchup, but I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go with Flowers. Let me resort to the, the rankings again. Got them right here. Um, let me look through it. Flowers, yeah, I'm going to go with Flowers. I got Flowers inside my top 20. D Hop, not a bad play inside my top 30, but I'm going to go with Flowers. Drop Gainwell, Dowdle, or Eliza Mitchell or Freeman to make room for Kyron Williams. Uh, you want to hold on to Freeman, I think, because it's the handcuff. I think you could drop. Uh, man, this is tough because they're all decent handcuffs, but I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with Elijah Mitchell. I'm going to go with Elijah Mitchell because he's the one that has zero standalone value. Where Gainwell gets touches even with a healthy Swift. Dowdle, we just saw him score a touchdown with a healthy Tony Pollard. So because of the zero standalone value, unless you have CMC. If you have CMC, I'm dropping Gainwell. If you don't, I'm dropping Elijah Mitchell. Everyone smash that like button. Shout out, Jonathan, for having the backs of the nation. The Medicum game plan nation. Okay, one more question. I'm going to dive into the bargain bin here. Uh, let me find a good one. Here we go. Vito, what up, Vito? Full point PPR rest of the season. Douglas, Shahid, Downs, or Pickens? Hmm, that's a tougher one. That's not. That's really tough between two of them for me. It's Downs or Pickens. I'm, I'm going to lean Downs. I'm going to lean Downs over Pickens. But come talk to me. Come find me after, after Sunday. I got to see what it looks like without Matt Canada. That is a factor for sure. Uh, so that uh, I got I to talk about. Uh, yeah, yep. Ah, Jonathan petitioned to rename the bargain bin to the leftovers and over. This is why he's a producer extraordinaire, people. Yes, we are. We'll call. We won't call it the, the bargain bin. It is the leftovers because of the Thanksgiving holiday. Let's dive right on into it. This should be pretty quick. But sit back, relax, enjoy the ride. For some of these guys, you can pick up, add to your roster, and help you win your Week Twelve matchup. Here we go. Matthew Stafford is my quarterback. In the bargain bin, or should I say, my leftover this week is Matthew Stafford at Arizona. I have him at QB 16. He's rostered in about 30% of ESPN leagues, 46 on sleeper. So it's about half available on sleeper. Oh, he's top 10 in a couple of metrics. Um, that is encouraging for producing on, on, on a one game basis, which is deep ball completion percentage and money throws. If this week he makes more of those money throws and they go for touchdowns, it cashes in. And that's the type of flukiness that we're just going to have to bank on this late in the, the fantasy season. Also, reminder, there's been four games that have been passed that I cannot use for the bargain bin. So we are having to dig deep. We're having to find whatever we can find here in the bargain bin or for the leftovers. Shout out Jonathan Blank. He's averaged QB 16 versus Arizona since being dealt to the, the Rams, which is not like, oh, wow, I love it. But that's... Defeating the purpose here, defeating the point. What we're looking for is what's available. In a QB 16, a top 20 play, he does have a top seven QB finish against Arizona. It's kind of wishy-washy. It's only four matchups uh, over the last three years because of that injury. So, that it, he, But he has proven that he can at least return the value on his projection 
QB 16, which is where I have him this week. And he's got healthy players. Cooper Cup has no injury designation going into week 12. And Kyron Williams will return. Kyron Williams has been a good back for them. He's caught some touchdowns for them. He's been a real weapon as they get close to the goal line. And that can absolutely help Matthew Stafford. Arizona's defense, they've given up the 17 touchdown passes uh, to quarterbacks, which is the sixth most. They're, they have the eighth most fantasy points, points allowed per game to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, and la- in the, over the two weeks that Kyler Murray's been back, one of those games have been at home, which this game is. Arizona's at home. And there's 48 total points in that game, which would be – it would hit the over in this matchup, which is 45.5, fifth highest. So Vegas is predicting points. Kyler's been game making points at home so far in his two starts, only one start, but it was what we have to go off of. So Matthew Stafford in the pinch will have Puka. He'll have Cooper. He'll have Kyron Williams. He'll have Tyler Higby. He'll have all of his weapons. So if you're in a pinch and have to get some leftovers from Thanksgiving, let's go with Matthew Stafford. The running back left over this week, Ezekiel Elliott. I talked about him in the playoffs, but this week especially. Let's go with Ezekiel Elliott. I have him at running back 38. The Patriots are at the New York Football Giants. He's rostered 36% of ESPN leagues and 45% of sleeper leagues. The matchup, the Patriots are three-and-a-half-point favorites with a 34-point over-under. Let that sink in. 34 points. The lowest on the slate. So the, the Vegas is projecting a grind them out game. And a grind them out game consists of running back usage, consists of carries. Uh, the New York Giants are not good at stopping running backs. They have the 11th most fantasy points given up to a fa- opposing quarterback, uh, running backs. Excuse me. They've given up 7.93 fantasy points over league average. That's the third highest in that metric. Their second most rushing yards allowed in the NFL, and the tied for the third most rushing touchdowns surrendered to opposing quarter uh, running backs. So the matchup is there for Zeke this week. And I touched upon it briefly uh, when I was talking about his playoff schedule, but Week 10, which is the last game that the Patriots played, was Zeke's best. 15 touches, second most in this year, uh, 88 total yards, which is the most he's produced this year. He had 10.8 fantasy points, as I mentioned, which is the second most uh, on his season, actually the most if you take away touchdowns. So if he did score, it's 16.8 fantasy points. You're looking at a good week. I think Zeke Elliott is going to be part of this plan coming out of the bye. The, the, it's getting nasty up here in New England. You know, People are calling for Bill Belichick to be fired. The offense is worse than it was somehow with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia at the helm. Desperation calls for desperate times, and Zeke's at times looked like the best running back on the New England Patriots. So if you're in a bind, pick up Zeke Elliott. The wide receiver leftover that I'm going to go over this week is Khalil, Khalil Shakir at Philadelphia. I have him ranked at wide receiver 65. He's rostered in only 7.3% of ESPN leagues and 26% of sleeper leagues, so He's pretty widely available. The matchup, he, the, the Bills are getting three points, but they're on the road, so it's essentially a pick em. And it's the highest over-under on the slate, 45, 8.5. So what that tells me is a haymaker for haymaker, boom, 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 a lot of fantasy points to go around in this potential matchup. So Khalil Shakira has been booming lately, but we'll talk about that here in a second. Let's first talk about the Philadelphia Eagles matchup. Sixth in player profiles defensive matchup rating, so we like that. They've got up 1,931 receiving yards allowed to wide receivers. That's the fifth most. And the Eagles have also surrendered the second most touchdowns to wide receivers. And uh, 
the last thing I will say, they've given up the most fantasy points to wide receivers on a points-per-game basis. Very advantageous for opposing wide receivers. That's why I like Kilio Shakur. And then you look at Kilio Shakur's production profile, you go, wow. Two top 24 wide receiver finishes over the last month. Oh, he's averaging 12.2 fantasy points in that span? It's must because he's got a ton of volume. Well, yeah, he is getting more volume, but the thing is he's been efficient even before volume. He's ranks first amongst qualified wide receivers in fantasy points per target, and he's second in both production premium and yards per target amongst qualified wide receivers. So the volume was always there. I mean, the, the, the efficiency was always there. It was waiting. It was the volume that needed to catch up. We're seeing more volume now. So what this guy has kind of told me if I'm looking at his analytical profile is he can produce on he can produce without being the focal point of the offense, especially with these Vegas projections. So we're expecting back and forth, a lot of points. He doesn't, only, he doesn't have to get 10 targets to produce. He can get four or five, score a touchdown, and really cash in. So if you need something in your flex, you need a little bit of a boom play in one of your spots, a wide receiver flex, go with Khalil Shakur. The last guy on the list, the tight end that I will speak about, is Cade Otten at the Indianapolis Colts. I have him ranked at tight end 17, so I'm not overly high on him. But I do think if you are desperate, this is the type of play you want to go with. He's only rostered about 65 to 70% of ESPN or, or sleeper leagues. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are actually two-and-a-half-point road underdogs to the Indianapolis Colts. And Vegas has the over-under at 44-and-a-half with the sixth highest, so that's just below, right around the middle, but just below. There are some stinker projections. I mean, some 35, 36, 34-point over-unders this week. So 44-and-a-half is pretty good according to this week. Indianapolis, they've been up the seventh most fantasy points per game to tight ends. And they've allowed 2.33 fantasy points over league average to those tight ends. So that's the ninth best. Uh, and then we look at Kate Otten himself. He's been secretly kind of producing three top 12 finishes in the last five games. He's got four top 16 finishes in the last five games, called top 20, called top 18, whatever. The worst he's finished in, uh, of those four games is tight end 16. And last week, believe it or not, he led Tampa Bay in receiving yards. Not bad. And the reason for this is because the guy is on the field a ton. First in snap share amongst qualified tight ends, third in routes run, third in route participation rate. So if you're looking at deep in the bargain, but you're looking for some leftovers at tight end, Kate Otten is your guy um, because he's on the field, he's running the routes, and lately he's getting a lot of that production. So we like those guys. So the bargain bin is at quarterback, the leftovers, I should say, at quarterback, Matthew Stafford at Arizona, Ezekiel Elliott at the New York Giants, Khalil Shakur at the Philadelphia Eagles, and Cade Otten at the Indianapolis Colts. I love those road players this week. Guys on the road trying to show up for the road fans. The opposing team fans get booed by those home team fans. But that's going to wrap it up. That is this episode of The Game Plan. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you hopped on that promo code that gave you 10 Dollars for the all-in package. We, that is over. It ran through Black Friday. I hope you took advantage of that. Saw that on X. Saw that wherever on all the shows. Hope you took advantage of that for sure. Jonathan Lang in the chat. Road Warriors. That's the episode. That's what we're talking about, baby. Road Warriors, baby. Thank you, Rob. You're the man here. So I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. But that's going to wrap up the show. Uh, you can find me on X at Maddie Kiwoom. I got the game plan every Saturday, Trade Gods every other Wednesday. The Future Cast is ramping up with my man, Theo G, Theo Greminger. Be on the lookout for that. If you're trying to get familiar, play some Dynasty, and you're trying to get familiar with the names of the 2024 class, go check out the latest episode of Future Cast. Me, 
Theo and Cody Carpentier, the returning host, came back to do a 2024 rookie mock. Start getting familiar to keep uh, keep that edge against your opponents in the Dynasty Leagues as well. Uh, if you want to head over to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the executives with me and Cody Carpentier. Got the, the playoff battle score that I talked about today and a bunch of other things that you can check out. Also, the fantasy football, the executives of Fantasy Football YouTube channel. We do the hurdle every Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and then we got the Sunday Night Football Watch Along. Check that out tomorrow night. Uh, what is it? The Chargers and the Ravens. We actually got a good one this Sunday, so come rock with us there. Uh, and also make sure you're subscribed to the Player Profile YouTube channel and like this video, leave a comment. I will be looking, so if you have a roster question, a trade question, leave it in the comments, and I will get back to you. If you also want to hit me on X, again, at Medicum, or go to the Discord, uh, and I will be there. So just keep game planning, my friends. I know we're so close to the playoffs, but just keep game planning, and I'll see you next Saturday. Peace.